This is Health Yeah, your weekly update on what's going on in the health, wellness, and medical world with Monica Robbins. We're talking all things men's health today in honor of Men's Health Awareness Month, and it's a big topic, so get ready to take some notes. We look at why so many men just won't go to the doctor and why it's so important to make those preventative appointments, plus what all men should be screened for and when, and the biggest risk factors for diseases that you should be watching for now, plus sexual health and mental health. We cover it all on today's episode a prescription for life. And welcome to Prescription for Life. I'm Monica Robbins. This will not surprise any of the women out there watching, but men are less likely than you to go to the doctor. Men are also 50% more likely to suffer from heart disease than women. In fact, it's the number one killer of men, and men on average die five years before women. So what are the most important screenings all men should be getting? And what are the most likely health issues men will develop? We'll tell you the signs and what to look for and answer your questions when our expert joins us here in a moment. But first, why are men so reluctant to go to the doctor? Take a look at this report from our station KXTV in Sacramento. Why do men avoid the doctor? Quite often men have an image of themselves that's not quite accurate. We want to be invincible, but we're not. 40% of the guys questioned by the Cleveland Clinic admit they're struggling to stay healthy. Yet more than half admit to avoiding the doctor, even the yearly physical. Unfortunately, this you know may have major implications in their health. So let's look at why so many men are reluctant to go to the doctor, and it started long before COVID. A 2019 Cleveland Clinic survey showed 72% of the men questioned preferred household chores like cleaning the toilet as opposed to a visit with their doctor. Too many men, it seems, are trying to play Superman. Men may, you know, consider it macho to you know, ignore some of the symptoms or problems they may be experiencing. Men are often reluctant to confront issues that are sometimes sensitive or embarrassing. Dr. Byatt says these are often symptoms of other issues. Urinary issues sometimes can be a sign of diabetes, so there's a lot of different ways that more serious conditions can present themselves. The Mention It campaign is the Cleveland Clinic's way of addressing the issue. The yearly survey has found that men historically place the health of their own family, even the economy, higher on their priority list than their own health. We're trying to empower the partners of men to encourage them to go get routine health screening. On a positive note, 66% of the men answering the Cleveland Clinic's most recent survey say they have contacted their doctor virtually in the past year or so. They prefer to discuss their issues from the comfort of their own home. So we know why men don't want to go to the doctor, but here's a look at why they should. This report comes from our Des Moines, Iowa station, WOI. When was the last time you got a physical? Been a while. Jerry Van Sickle is a 45-year-old male. He says the last time he went to the doctors was last year, and that's only because he was having a medical emergency. I don't get sick often, so it just, you know, it's out of sight, out of mind. You don't think about it, and you just go when you go. Dr. Larry Sievert yeah. with Broadlawns Medical Center says those are not the best thoughts to have. Traditionally, men have uh, not... Uh, 
been as faithful about doing routine health maintenance as women have. Dr. Sievert says according to the United States Preventative Service Task Force, a man between the ages of 18 to 40 who is healthy and not obese should get a regular checkup every three to five years. But he says a man over 40, like Van Sickle, should go to the doctor every one to two years to be proactive and potentially catch diseases early, like prostate cancer. If you're African-American, you're at higher risk for prostate cancer. And if you have a first degree relative, so if a brother or your father had prostate cancer, then uh, you're at higher risk. To test for prostate cancer, you can take a blood test or have a rectal exam. Dr. Sievert also suggests men get regular checkups to look at other problems like low testosterone or colon cancer. And he says getting men to have regular checkups is a hurdle, but building relationships with patients is one way to jump over it and move them past thoughts like this. You go to the doctor when you are at your worst and then you have fear of, okay, what are they going to find? What, what, what am I going to be told? So what do men need to be looking for this Men's Health Month? Well, we called in our Cleveland Clinic expert to answer all of your questions. We are joined now by Cleveland Clinic urologist, Dr. Rave T. Bole. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Okay, June is Men's Health Awareness Month, and we need to talk about men getting to the doctor in the first place. We do. Why is it so difficult to get a guy to go to the doctor? You know, it's a really good question. I think it's difficult for men to make themselves a priority. I think there are so many things going on in their lives. There's their family's job, uh, and it's hard to pick up the phone and make that call. Uh, and I think that's probably the biggest reason, apart from it not being a very fun experience to go to the doctor. So I, I think most men also, nothing's ever wrong with them. They're invincible. They're tough. Um, when is it that they really need to start thinking from, from a life stage standpoint, you have to go establish a primary? And when is it they should perhaps go see a urologist? That's a great question. I think in general, for the average man who really doesn't have any worrisome symptoms, probably around the age 40 is a good time to go if he has any kind of baseline issues or he has symptoms he's worried about, if he has a family history, for example, then maybe a little bit earlier. But I would say going in your early 40s is probably a good place to start preventative. One of the things I think a lot of men, you know, they, they don't want to be poked or prodded and anything else, but the preventative screenings that they seriously have to take into consideration, a prostate test, when does that start? What about a colonoscopy? Those kinds of things. Yeah, those are those are very valid concerns. Nobody wants to get more blood tests uh, than necessary for prostate. And as a urologist, that's my special area that, that you know of expertise. But uh, the baseline screening ages between 45 and 50 for the average man. Now, if you have a family history or certain other conditions that can put you at higher risk, then you're going to go a little earlier but otherwise 45 to 50, and then your doctor will work with you to figure out how often you need to repeat that blood test. Another thing we see is that it's really difficult to get minority men to the doctor. What advice would you give their women or the men themselves to at least get them to get that baseline? That's a, that's a great point, and, and you're right. There's a lot of research surrounding why the health outcomes are worse sometimes. And I think there is a lot of worry 
and anxiety uh, and fear associated with going to the doctor. And we're trying to change that. We're trying to make that first step of scheduling easier and trying to make that initial visit less scary for people who've never done it before. So I would say as advice, just think of this as the same way you would go get your car checked out for its annual maintenance. Uh, think of yourself as a machine, perhaps, maybe that's easier to understand, and you're just going in for your tune-up. That's the greatest analogy for any guy, I think, <laughs> is think of yourself as a race car That's and right. you have to go get checked out. And, and one of the things, though, that it's, you know, not surprising, but when it comes to their sexual health, they have no problem getting to the doctor. Um, but is there any warning signs, anything they should be looking for that could be telling them something might be wrong? Actually, the Cleveland Clinic has an annual campaign called Mention It, because we know that men are less likely to want to go to the doctor. And we did a survey last year to study exactly this. What is it that men are worried about? What do they prioritize about their health? And we actually found that men are concerned about certain things, as you said, sexual health uh, and also cancer and they're worried about those two things almost equally. And so from the standpoint of sexual health, the most common things that men are gonna be worried about are problems with erections, problems with low sex drive, and then problems with low testosterone. And how do you know? What are the symptoms of low T? Those are very nonspecific symptoms, we say, because the symptoms of low testosterone can come from a number of things that are unrelated to testosterone, but very commonly things like low energy, low mood, problems with concentration, problems with sex drive, problems with erections, and really the best way to know if you actually have low testosterone is to go get it checked. And checked often, right? Because I, Dr. Nissen just came out with the study of, of low testosterone, looking to see if there was a link with heart disease and stroke. And one of the things we see all the time, because it's advertised to men constantly, is take this supplement or take this medication. You have low testosterone. A pill will fix everything. That can actually be dangerous, right? If somebody is doesn't have actual low testosterone because it may have been tested at, at the wrong time? That's exactly right. So it is important to make sure that your testosterone is tested at the right time in the morning, usually between 8 and 10 a.m. And that's because your natural testosterone varies throughout the day and actually even through the seasons. So a man's natural testosterone is going to be highest in the morning time and lowest in the evening time. So yes, getting it checked in the morning is the first step to making sure that you know accurately what it is. And then it does have to be checked twice to confirm. Why is it so many men are getting on testosterone and is it necessarily needed? Because what happens if they, you know, maybe their testosterone isn't below a certain number and they take it and they're getting too much. Can that be a bad thing? It certainly can be. So I think as with any medication, testosterone can be really good if you're repleting it to normal amounts where a man 
feels good and his body tissues are functioning well and he's healthy, that's a really good thing. You want to be at that level. But if it's too high, that's where you run into the bad part of testosterone. That's where you increase your risk of something bad happening, like a stroke. Um, that's where you can get into some of the nasty side effects. And that's exactly why you want to have that conversation with your doctor about checking the levels and then getting exactly to where you need to be and not higher than that. And what are your what are your thoughts whenever you see these commercials targeting supplements, generic supplements to men that aren't regulated? Um, but, you know, hey, it's going to improve your sexual function. It's going to improve your muscle mass. Does it even work? That's, that's a really good point. And the problem with supplements is that they're not regulated, as you said, uh, by the FDA. So we don't really know what's in them. Uh, unless a lab independently does testing on a supplement, we're not going to know whether what the company says they're putting in the product is what's actually going into people's bodies. And that's where the danger lies. So at best, the supplement is harmless. It's not going to do anything. At worst, it's been it's been adulterated or, or contaminated with substances that we don't even know. So I'll give you an example. There was a supplement on the market that was promoted as improving sexual function, and men were taking it, some with improvement, and then it turned out upon testing that it actually had Viagra in it. It was contaminated with Viagra. So. You know, you really don't know sometimes what is being put into the supplements and then what's going into your body. And that's illegal, obviously, for any supplement to have a prescription medication. But that's a very scary thing, too, because a lot of these things, you buy them over the Internet, you buy them off of social media, you know, that sort of thing. So I guess more buyer beware. Um, but if a guy is having issues, which doctor should he go see? Kind of walk me through who obviously please have a please have a primary, but but after that, where do you, where should a guy go? Yes. So a primary, as you said, most important. That's who's going to do your baseline screenings. That's who's going to take care of all your issues every year, making sure that you're referred to the right people if you need to be referred. But if you're having urinary symptoms or problems with your sexual health or your sex drive, certainly if you're worried about prostate cancer uh, or bladder cancer or some other sort of urinary system cancer, then you would want to see a urologist. If you have a new spot on your skin or a family history of skin cancer, you want to see a dermatologist. Uh, and that's important because skin cancer is the most common cancer that's going to affect men um, before prostate cancer. And then based on the other issues that you might have, it may be important to see other specialists as well. So for example, once you get your colon cancer screening with your primary care, they can determine whether you need to see a specialist for something like that. I think too that, uh, you know, for a, a lot of men, they don't necessarily want to know the answer right away, but can you explain how important preventative measures are and when finding it early really matters? Yes, so preventative measures I think about as the best way to stay out of the doctor's office long term. So nobody wants to go to the doctor because it seems like this awful process and you come out with more problems than you went in. But preventative care is the opposite of that. Preventative care is when you go in and you may not have any symptoms, but you walk out feeling good about yourself because you've identified any problem areas early 
and you've come up with a management plan to make sure that you don't develop those symptoms. And in the long run, that keeps you outside of the hospital, outside of the doctor's office, and doing more of the things that you like to do, spending time with family, spending time with friends, uh, and not in the hospital, which is important. Best advice to men who are still on the edge, not sure they wanna go see a doctor, what would you tell them? I would say it is easier than ever now to make an appointment. We have online scheduling. Uh, we, you know, we have many, many schedulers who you can talk to on the phone very easily. I would say just pick up the phone and make that call. It is a pleasant experience and I think the best thing you can do for your health is go to an appointment and let a professional worry about it for you. And once you've crossed that to-do item off your list, then you don't need to worry about it anymore. And quickly, diet and exercise. Is it too late for that, you know, middle-aged guy who, you know, maybe has the beer belly to get started on, you know, any program? Never. I would say it's never too late to start that. You can only help yourself with a healthy diet and a moderate amount of exercise. Okay, your advice to the women in their lives who need to push them out the door to get to the doctor, what would you tell them? <laughs> That's a tougher one. Uh, but I would say that having a supportive partner is really important. I think starting diet and exercise plans together can be a really good motivator to make it a fun activity and something that you look forward to, maybe even as a bonding exercise. Uh, and then if there are health benefits from that, that's even better. Absolutely. Dr. Bolle, thank you so much for your insight. Thank you for having me. We hope you learned a little something about men's health today. And if you're a man, please go to the doctor. If you're a woman, sit down and watch this with the men in your life. And also remember what your grandma said, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So we'll see you back here next week with another episode of Prescription for Life. Until then, I'm Monica Robbins wishing you Good health. Thank you so much for tuning into Health Yeah. Please find me on Twitter and Instagram at Monica Robbins. Like and follow my Facebook page, Monica Robbins WKYC. Find video podcasts at Monica Robbins channel on YouTube. And please subscribe. Wishing you great health and hope to see you again soon. Thanks for listening to Health Yeah with Monica Robbins from WKYC Studios. Subscribe now so you never miss an update. And find more on everything you heard here on WKYC.com and on the WKYC app.